0: Hey everyone, your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at
1: My Soulful Home.
0: We've got tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today, so let's get started. Today
1: is episode 254, Why and How to Hire a Designer. And if you're interested in looking at the show notes for today's episode, you're going to go to decorating two five four. Well, talking about style. Oh. We segue into designers. Mm-hmm. We segue into interior decorating.
0: Well, I think the first question is why would you even want to hire a designer, an interior designer, or an interior decorator? Um, and that's, I think that's a good question because a lot of people do have a lot of knowledge about what goes together, what works. So, you know, a lot of times people feel like they don't need to hire one and sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. And we certainly advocate that you do as much as you can yourself and that we encourage everyone to do as, you know, to, to be their own decorator, be their own designer, uh, up to a certain point. But at some point, you might need to hire one. So that's what we're going to talk about now. And I think one of the biggest reasons to hire someone is when you are doing some sort of remodel. I mean, when I, and I'm not talking about online consults, but local consults, when people hire me, it's usually because they're getting ready to remodel their house. They're getting ready to, you know, spend some big bucks. And you don't want to be doing a kitchen remodel and then realize that you forgot something critical, or you know, you weren't thinking about the work paths, something like that. So that's, I think, one of the biggest reasons to hire an interior designer would be if you're doing a big remodel on your house or something. You really, you know, you pay, It's kind of the pay me now or pay me later. Pay the person now, get the get the experience and the you know thought process of how to do the room. Or you might be paying later because, you know, what you chose didn't really work for whatever reason. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons.
2: Anita, I so agree with you. In the long run, if you're doing a big project, hiring a designer can save you money. Because there's you know you make mistakes or you don't think of things, and I think it's so important that a designer knows has um, done this before. They know what they're doing. They know there's a system to it, and they can go through it and they hit all the points that maybe that you can't hit. And another thing I think it also does is a lot of times designers have a wealth of resources that most other people don't have, and they can bring that wealth of resource into a project that would take you hundreds of hours to figure out.
0: Well, that is so well said, Yvonne. And that's something that I ran into working with builders too, is uh, it's really kind of about the tradespeople, people. If, because, you know, if you're... Doing it yourself and you're having, maybe you're your own general contractor and perhaps you need about five different trades. Maybe you need a carpenter, a plumber, electrician and, you know, some other people, a sheet rocker. I mean, they're all, you know, you have to, that's a lot of work, even finding somebody who's really good at what they do. And, uh, so that, that's very time consuming. And again, it's all about having good people working for you. And that's what I learned uh, building houses is that, I mean, you know, working with builders, I mean, I'm not, was not a house builder, (laughs) but if you choose a bet, you know, I would never go with the lowest price on a builder because if you choose a a builder based just on price, you can get into a lot of trouble. Right. And it's just your money ahead again, just to find someone who's Mm -hmm. very reputable. So those, so sources that the designer has are gold. Yeah, we
1: encourage you all, you know, in almost every episode that you can do this yourself and you can for sure. But there may be circumstances as Anita and Ivana are pointing out that you may find yourself in need of somebody just to help you maybe with the whole big picture, you know, how all the rooms going to integrate or certainly the building and getting the subcontractors. When I moved to California, um, I didn't know anybody and we were renovating our first house here. And I would normally act as my own general contractor. I even have a post in my blog about that. And that's certainly what I've done here. But landing here from 3,000 miles away, I didn't know one plumber from the next or one tile guy from the next. So I did work with a general contractor initially. And he said something funny to me, you know, sort of midway into our relationship, which we'll talk about a little bit more later on. But he was not pleased that I was as involved in my own house <laughs> as, <laughs> as I was. So, you know, but I needed that help in the beginning because I didn't know who to choose. And so it was it was a good choice for me at that time. And I'm sure it saved me a lot of money and time because he brought in reputable people. So there are a lot of reasons why you might want to uh, bring in some help when you're doing a project. But we do want you to know the caveat is you are a designer and you Mm -hmm. can do this. But just sometimes like in anything, you know, if you're you're an athlete and you're working out, or you know you go to the gym. Sometimes you want to like get someone to show you how to do something right, or you yeah have a personal trainer, or you go to a class and you watch and you learn. So it's sometimes you need just somebody to step in and help you a little bit uh, as you go along in your designing path.
2: And we can even niche this down. I mean, we can even funnel it down. Even if let's say you're designing a room and you just get stuck and you can't progress or you lose momentum sort of part of the way through a, a even a smaller project there is nothing wrong with hiring somebody who knows what they're doing to, you know, help you keep the ball rolling, give you a second opinion, bring fresh ideas that maybe you haven't thought of. So really, on all levels, there are there are good good ideas and times when it's really important
0: to hire somebody who knows what they're doing. Well, and even with smaller things, even I mean, spending five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars on cur- curtains. Uh, blinds, shades, uh, maybe table chairs. I, you know, again, if you if you're feeling some uncomfort, if you feel confident making those decisions, then, you know, I think that's great to do it yourself. But if you're feeling uncomfortable, I think that's when you want to uh, maybe, you know, get some to an, someone to advise you. And Anita, you said it right. $500 may
2: seem like oh, I don't want to spend that when I'm thinking about this room or a thousand dollars believe me it's a money saver because the mistakes you will make and be, and I've done this have cost so much more than if I would have hired somebody even though I've done this oh goodness for so long just to get a second eye in there and saying you know what do you think about this or what is the placement of that and it would save you a lot of money you're going you know you'll recoup that money just in the mistakes and the headaches that you'll make
1: yeah and sometimes if you're purchasing with certain stores, they might have in-house designers that they'll send out, you know, and it may be something where you have to pay. And then if you do make the purchase, they take that money off and they credit you. So you may want to look into something like that if it's a big ticket item, like a whole house full of draperies or if you're buying sofas and things like that. So I know Pottery Barn, I think they did that at some point. I don't know if they still do that, but that's an option as well. But we just wanted to go through today and let you know some things that you should look out for and some questions that you should ask uh, when you're Thinking about maybe hiring someone, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of these questions might not be ones that have come to mind initially. So we were going to run through the questions, and we could comment on whether or not we didn't make up the questions, but these are <laughs> questions that um, you know are very common. Used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we can you know, and then we can chat about each one as we go through. So, with that being said. It's a little uncomfortable sometimes for a person to interview someone, in effect. You know, some people would be very good at that, like if they were having someone come to do their garden work or something else in their house. And you might say, you know, well, do you have any references and what are your experience? And I I don't know, sometimes in the decorator designer world, maybe the, the higher... Er might feel intimidated by the hiree. And uh, you know, it just it might be a different sort of dynamic. So mm-hmm. we want you to feel empowered if you are gonna hire someone that's you know local to you to come into your house and and have a look and help you out. It's not inappropriate to be asking these questions. And the person who's coming should expect to be able to answer these questions for you. And then it'll open up a uh, lot of conversations because this is not someone to- coming to mow your grass, right? Or someone's coming to to maybe put up some wallpaper or something like that, where it's a very specific job. If you're hiring a designer, you guys have to be on the same page. Even if their look you know, for their own house or what they're really drawn to, it might not be your look. If they're a professional designer, they should be able to do any look. But they need to understand what you want. And I think mm-hmm. you really have to develop a friendship. I know mm-hmm. my clients that I'm here in person with and, and other ones um, – I have a real friendship with them. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that's important. And if, you know, if you don't click initially, then maybe you want to hire, you know, you want to interview one or two other people. So let's dive into the question. So can I just
0: exp- mm-hmm. mention oh, two other things before yeah. you hire someone? I just want you to also be aware of some hesit. It's just some, I think there is some unease sometimes hiring somebody to come in and give you advice. And there's really two things I think people fear. One is they fear losing control. And the second thing they fear is exposure, exposure of what they don't know. Wow, that's that's such
1: a good good Mm -hmm. point.
0: Yeah. So those are some things that you're probably going to be feeling. And that's normal. Everybody, anytime anyone calls someone in to help them, those are two very normal feelings. So if you're feeling that, it's okay. So yeah.
1: Yeah, and I just and, think and with you your have your house to... again. It's so personal. It's, you know, it's like you're showing someone, "Oh, these are these are my important things. This is my look. This is what I love." Like, mm, is that okay?" You know? <laughs> I, mean, I get that all a lot. Like, "Is it okay if we keep that?" Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's if your house. you have that, we're going to work around it, you know, work with it and make it mm-hmm. better.
2: And I think one of the biggest things you uh, as a pers- as a person who is thinking about hiring a designer is have the attitude that You're going to be this, you're going to be like a lifelong learner that you're excited about learning and soak up as much as you can. And I think maybe that'll take some of that fear away because it's good to be a learner and it's good to um, learn new things. And I, I get excited when I'm learning something. So maybe just sort of flip that a little bit and let your designer know, Hey, I don't know this, but I'm really excited to learn about it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So if, so if say you find someone or a friend recommends someone and you're talking to them on the phone or maybe you meet them for coffee or they actually come to your house. So I would start with a question like this, which is very broad and sweeping sort of, well, how do you decide on what projects are a good fit for you? So you can ask the designer, you know, what kind of projects do you choose? You know, if they're saying, oh, well, I do um, primarily, you know, dental offices, then maybe that's not the person for you to be working in your house. That's a house. great question.
0: Or you know, so you say... want you're kind
1: of not saying like, "Oh, show me your resume," but you're just mm-hmm. sort of opening up the conversation, "You know what what feels good to you?" They may they might be a terrific designer, but maybe they work for a bigger firm that only does commercial stuff or something like mm-hmm. that. So that's something you might want to explore.
2: Or if they say, "Oh, I only work on multimillion my last five projects were multi-million dollar projects, Mm -hmm. you were thinking, well, maybe that's not in my budget. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly.
1: And maybe if that's the case, I mean, you know, the reality is if they have a $5 million house and you want to, you know, your budget for the designer is 500 and you want three questions answered, maybe your questions are not going to be answered that as quickly. Or,
0: yeah, if they say they've got a $2,000 retainer required, then they Mm -hmm. may not be for you. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Because that's what you're going to spend on the sofa. Yeah,
1: that's a very good question, too. You know what? What? Obviously, at some point, you're going to want to know what the rates are. And some people do um, start out with a retainer that they work off. A, A retainer simply means you would pay them X amount and then they would work off that. Mm-hmm. it's it's sort of it's a little a guarantee for them that mm-hmm. you know you just don't flake on them after they've done some work because exactly. you know if you're doing you going to say oh okay I'm going to go home and I'm going to now I'm going to go to my fabric stores and find all these fabrics for you and then next time they reach you you're like eh, I kind of decided I'm not doing that anymore and I'm sorry you wasted your time so you know it is fair to be paying a retainer that's a good point anita i'm glad you brought that up okay so another question is here's my question, ding, ding, ding. Do you welcome client involvement or do you prefer clients to be hands-off in the project? Wow, that's a big one one. there.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Because I really had a problem. We went from this whole honeymoon stage with, uh, you know, that – General contractor that I worked with. And he was sort of slash designer too. I mean, he has, he had an artistic background and he did, he did come up with some good ideas, but he did not like, he wanted to control the entire project and basically, you know, wanted me to, you know, come back a month later and have my house be done. And that's not what I wanted. I really just wanted somebody, like I was saying, to provide um, reputable subcontractors and to, help me with whatever needed to be done in California with regard to permits and all that, because I didn't know any of that. So Kelly. I was remiss <laughs> in not setting that up from the beginning to let him know how involved I was going to be. So we really had, uh, you know, a, sort of a contentious relationship. Towards Kelly, that.
2: how stressed were you? I mean, well, wasn't that know, a terribly stressful situation? Yeah, and I mean, this is your home.
1: 3,000 miles away, and I didn't want to move. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I'm so happy here. But, you know, I had two little kids, and mm-hmm. we were living in during the the mm-hmm. renovation. And, of course, I went from, well, I think, just let's just buy this house and... I think i should just paint we'll just paint the cabinets and we'll redo this one bathroom and i'm thinking in my mind yeah and after i do that bathroom i'm going back to new york and that'll be the end of this you know surfer boy Mm -hmm, idea mm -hmm. and you know lo and behold (laughs) i began to love it here but then the painting the cabinets became just rip it all out and yes let's let's do it so we you know lived once again in a place with no (laughs) kitchen
0: And I
2: think most of us, if you have a little bit of, if you've got a little bit of an eye or you've been decorating your home for um, any length of time, you do want to be somewhat involved. You have, I mean, you're going to live in that house. That house has to become a part of you and it has to be something that you love to live with.
1: Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you.
2: I can't even imagine going into a house that somebody else has designed. That I'm, I'm, I've been in homes. I have friends who've had designers totally do their rooms or part of their house, and I'm thinking this doesn't look like you at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, most of my friends problem. actually are not happy because they it just feels cold and it feels off. So I would I would venture to say that most of the people listening do want some kind of involvement and a voice in how their home's going to look.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. So that's a good question to ask. And and you know and that'll develop as also whether or not you feel like you can be friends with this person, you know, and really, and they get you, they need to get you. Well, okay, let me just make a question. point. Can I just make a point about that? Sure. Uh,
2: I've had a couple of designers come in here just to give a second eye and I've not necessarily become friends with them, but I absolutely, we were on this sort of the same wavelength and we have a very congenial um, relationship. So at least that's got to be like your baseline.
1: Right, right. Okay, so three. This is kind of a fun question, and this might open up lots of ideas and make might give you ideas you didn't have before. What elements define your own style? So what is the person's style? Okay. That may be important if you are going for a specific style. Like if you are a farmhouse slash cottage country kind of person, and this person is a... You know, mid century modern person right that might just not be the best person for you because it's it's human nature they're going to be drawn to things that you aren't drawn to so you can ask and have the conversation verbally you can also ask to see if they have a portfolio most people now are going to have a website I and mean, if they don't have a website I'm going to like my eyebrow is going to go up they need to have something to show you Uh, either their own work or past projects or something like that. So you should be able to get a handle on what their style is.
2: And here's the other issue. You want a designer that helps you define your style. Some people actually, I think that's one of the most important questions you can ask yourself if you decorate what is my style? I mean, styles evolve and they change. And you I don't have the same style. And I'm sure you girls didn't because we've all been through the abdominal phase, mm-hmm. uh, And mm-hmm. our styles do evolve and change. But do you have a handle on what your style is? And your designer, if it's a good designer, needs to ferret that out.
0: But, you know, it's interesting. I think most people really choose the designer because they, they've they seen the designer's work. So you really do usually have a feel for the designer's style before you work with them because probably you've seen their work in a magazine or online, on House or Pinterest or someplace. So, you know, I think that's kind of the most obvious thing that people tend to do because I know nobody's asked me to do a mid-century modern house ever. Mm-hmm. Well, Just never. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I've I had think- one person ask me to add
2: mid century modern to their dining room, and 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 that was a little tricky, but it worked. But yeah, usually no.
1: Well, uh, lots of times, though. I mean, yes, it can come that way, but oftentimes, you know, you. You see a friend, and they know you're renovating. They're like, "Oh, I worked with so and so. You know, she's in town. She's been working in you know town for 25 years. You know, and blah blah blah." So you may not really know, you know, because you might not be seeing their work other than maybe in your friend's house or you know your friend and a friend of friend. So it's a, I think it's a good thing to talk about, and it just opens up a conversation about. Your style, and maybe you're going to then say, Oh, I love this, but I want to tend towards that. Another good question is, and I think this one really um, can reveal a lot what does the designer find most challenging about designing a home? You know, and if the first thing they say is budget and you know, you're super budget conscious, (laughs) that might be a problem. Like, I really have a hard time, you know, most people aren't going to be that honest, I guess. But if they said, oh, yeah, I have a really hard time staying on budget, you know, my last job, you know, it was a thousand dollars. And I I actually, you know, I spent a hundred thousand on fabric, you know, that sort of thing. So that's probably not going to be, uh, they're probably not going to come across with that sort of information, but (laughs) they might say, oh, um, the hardest part for me is, you know, the the last you know ten percent, and you know you need to have this done by Christmas time or something like that, and so you might have a time frame. So there might be some information that you get from that answer that tells you, oh, this is the person for me. Oh, boy, here's one. Not
0: my people quit on me all the time.
1: Oh yeah, that's a about- bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's about what's a red flag right there.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, and here's a good one. And you know, with all these questions. You know, it obviously depends on your personality and and ha- you know, what environment you are with this person. But it doesn't have to be like you're sitting at the desk and they're sitting across from you and you're formally interviewing them. This can all just be worked into a normal conversation or in emails and let them answer you that way. Um, what's your project management style? So, you know, where do they start? Oh. You know, do they start at the end do they, or do they say, oh, well, I like to start with the rug and then I work mm-hmm. backwards and then I find the plumber, you know, that sort of
0: thing.
1: <laughs> you know, like, oh, you I know. would worry about that one right there. <laughs> right. So what, you know, what, how do they see the whole flow of it going? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? That's an
2: excellent yeah, question. Yeah, that's a good one. And
1: that's mm-hmm. something that I think,
2: you know, um, We who decorate and and are designers, there is just like a system that you follow. Mm -hmm. And how do you get to that? Do you see the, do you go from the end product, like then to the beginning, or do you start at the beginning and go to the end? And I just think it's a matter of how people think. And I think once you get a good system down, um, and if you see it's a good system, a designer has let her let them go with it because that tells me that they know they've done this before and they know what they're doing.
1: Now this is kind of a you know my people make the other person feel a little uncomfortable but hey this is a good question to ask cuz everybody does it. Everybody makes mistakes. So what's an example of a mistake that you made and how you handled it?
0: Ooh. That's that's a good one. And I don't you know. know that a lot- you bought
1: too much fabric. Mm-hmm. Did you say, Oh, I'm so sorry. Now I can make you a ball gown and you have to pay for the fabric. Or <laughs> did they just eat it? You know, they just like, mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. Um, you know, I gotta pay for that. Or right. you know, did they
0: cry? What happened? <laughs> so <laughs> Well, right. Because mistakes happen. I mean, there's so many factors. There's so many things going on in a remodel. It's hard to think of every single thing ahead of time because sometimes something may not quite fit in a space, even though you measured, oh, but but I forgot there was this molding that stuck out. And then it, you know, there's just, there's a lot of moving parts. So there's going to be mistakes. Everybody has. And I think the deal is, is that the designer has to make it right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would, if if it's their choice or if the client says, no, 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 you know, you must buy this. I, you know, you're telling me it's persimmon, but I think it's cherry red and they buy it. You know, that's a different. That is a different. But if it's totally in the designer's realm, then, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, they do. Right. That's right. Yeah. Sure. The thing about mistakes is, of course, you can't ensure there's never going to be a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes, you know, Supreme Court justices makes mistakes, designers Mm -hmm. make mistakes, plumbers make, everybody makes a mistake. But if you do spend some money to hire somebody, the reason, one of the reasons you're spending that money is to try to avoid mistakes avoid your own mistakes or mistakes made by the subs because the subcontractors, because the designer should be overseeing the whole project. So it is a little, um, mistake proofing insurance to, to go for and spend the extra money to hire someone to come in. So you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't expect a lot of mistakes, but as I said, they do happen. Um, but. It, there's a couple of funny ones come to mind. Um, I had read. I was reading that Bee Cottage storybook. I told you guys about that. I found at the yard sale, and actually, Mm -hmm. a few people said they then picked it up and were really enjoying it. Well, I read it over vacation, and she came out. She had a designer working with her, but she came out to the house, which was out in the Hamptons, from the city on the weekend. And the giant hole for the pool had been dug in the wrong spot. Uh. That's a big mistake. Uh, that is a big
0: mistake. <laughs> well, you know, you, well, I wasn't out there at the farm when they built the pad, which is kind of all the 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 foundation that they were going to put the pier and beam in.
1: Uh-huh. It was
0: angled not exactly the way I had intended. And it was uh. kind of in front of some trees where we had cleared us. It was clear we had cleared the trees. And yet uh. they put it kind of next to the trees. And, you know, by then the guy had already come. And I just thought I yeah. I mean that was just because I wasn't there, you know. I showed them where to do it and I come back and it's not exactly right. So but. is
1: your house not where you really wanted it?
0: It's not pointed the direction I wanted oh, it pointed. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, but it's it's only slightly off by like it it's probably you know, like ten to twenty feet off uh yeah. east and then not angled the way I wanted it, but it's not off a huge amount. Nita Jean did heads roll. (laughs) 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 Well, that's another story for another day. Let's get this last question
2: in quickly uh, before our time is up.
1: Okay. Okay. Here's one. And it it brings up that nasty word again budget. How do you prioritize a project? You know, is it the budget? Is it the look? Is it. Something else I can't even think of. You know, what so how do they prioritize what gets done?
2: Wow. And shouldn't that be partly what that's a rough Yeah, because I think a lot of that depends on the client. What do they prioritize?
0: Mm -hmm. You know, is budget like a non negotiable who who does what project do they decide has priorities? Is that what like which client oh, no, you I, meant? I
1: think it's more specific to your project. Okay, so now we have this project and you want to do a kitchen and you want to do uh you know the powder room and the master. Um you know and all these things have there's so many moving parts. What uh, do you so how does mm-hmm. that I prioritize is the most important thing the budget? you know, and I really, I think Yvonne is absolutely right. I mean, that should really derive from with the client, the clients, that's, but that's right. you don't know if they're your client yet. So I guess it's the question is, you know, in general, like, how do you like to approach a project?
2: Oh, I would definitely okay. say from the client, you know, what's important. I would come right back with, well, what is important to you? And, well,
1: then you get the and job. You,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you really, as a, as, uh, somebody hiring a designer, you really need to think about that. That I think that's your responsibility. What is most important to you? I mean, it's and honestly, it's going to be a combination of things. They don't want to spend a $100,000. So I bet you budget does come into play. I mean, I can't imagine it not yeah. coming into play.
1: For, for or, yeah, 99.9% of the people. That's right.
2: Or, you know, yeah. I want to live a comfortable life or I want these things. I want to keep these things or I want these colors. And I mean, so there's a lot that's why you hire a designer because you put all those things on their shoulders so they can deal with them in an orderly and cohesive fashion.
0: I have yet to have a client who was not budget conscious. And I mean, people with million, I mean, I've dealt with, you know, several million dollar home, uh, people buying those houses and budgets. It doesn't matter how expensive the house is. It's always an issue. And, you know, I've dealt with people with, you know, much smaller uh, you know, other yes. builds that are, are, but much less, but I'm just saying it doesn't matter. I mean, I haven't yet, I have yet to meet a client who doesn't care about budget. I agree with right. you. So
1: maybe if budget is not mentioned at all when you ask that question, then that might be a <laughs> signal for you. But you know, the otherwise, oh, I like to approach this. But just think about it. we all. We, even if you're doing a small, pro, like if you're creating a vignette in your house, the tiniest little mm-hmm. design project mm-hmm. you could do, mm-hmm. right? You're still like, okay, yeah. how do I approach it? You know, what's, what do I prioritize? Am I first getting my foundational piece or am I first finding this, the, you know, the tiny little, uh, s- the smallest element and am I working backwards? So everybody has a style, whether it's on a the really small scale or a bigger scale. So you should just understand what that person does. um, you know again you should feel everybody that is taking the time to listen to us loves design and loves decor and loves their home and you are all designers uh, but sometimes maybe you wanna have another opinion or somebody come in and give you some fresh ideas and that's all great but you you need to know in a relationship with a designer really you're in charge right so do so you that. Around. I so agree with that
2: i so agree with that i think that you know you have to live in your home so don't let a designer sway you into something. Oh, you will love this once it's in. Ooh, I would really worry about that. Uh, I mean, a designer has the know-how, but you know, you know what you love and you know how you live. And, and you're going to be living in that house and have those things for a very long time. So you need to go, Oh, I really love that. I feel great about that. I'm comfortable with that. You know, if she just, if she decides that it's the persimmon sofa and you get the beige one and later you go, Oh, I really would have loved that persimmon sofa. That's sort of on you, (laughs) but you know, you've got to be the final decider. You don't want somebody coming in and designing a home that's really pretty but you have no idea who lives there. That would be like the worst nightmare.
0: Right. But also I would also say if if a designer comes up with some idea, it might be right. It might be beautiful, but it just might not be something that's your style. So mm-hmm. it's very, very important to speak up. And if your designer can't handle that, then you're working with the wrong person. I that is it's gotta be. And your you're back house. to question number two, and then you can yes. get a straight answer to I it. I know, <laughs> I know. But you've gotta be but you've gotta be honest though i mean if you don't just say you like it if you really don't that's
2: right anita oh i you just have to you have to have the courage if you hard designer you have to have the courage to be able to speak up but here's the other side of the coin that designer may open your eyes keep your keep your eyes open keep your
1: right. and
2: keep your um you know start like i said be a learner and be open to fresh new ideas and how delightful they would be in your home too so I think
1: it's it's also fun. Isn't oh, it? it's such a two way street De- decorating your home. Well, obviously we can talk oh, about know. it for days and days and days on it. Well, and,
2: <laughs> and actually, we can, but we're out of time. So we hope <laughs> we hope that you will keep these seven questions in your mind if you need to hire a designer. And just remember, we are here to help you create a beautiful home. Until next time.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, then subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode.